What up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast, bringing you your Wednesday dose of weird and possibly your last dose of weird this week. That's right, because your boy, the head Hanyak, is going on a boat! I'm going to be on a boat uh, all next week. So that's what I'm going to be singing the whole time is, I'm on a boat! Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat! Oh, the classic. The classic Lonely Island. Um, definitely an explicit song. Don't listen to it with your kids. But <laughs> a good one. Yeah, that's right. I'm taking a cruise next week. So at least we'll have, you'll at least have one episode next week. And it's one I'm really, really excited for. So I'm sad that I'm going to be kind of off the grid for it. But it is it will it will be a good thing. So it's going to be the next installment of the new series, Blessing Born from Tragedy. Blessings Born Out of Tragedy, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's good things coming out of crappy things, basically. That's what I should have called the series. Good out of crap. Because, <laughs> look, poop stinks and it's gross, but it acts as fertilizer. Am I right or am I right, okay? All right, wow, off to a wonderful start. So if you're new here, welcome. This is This is what you get. Call it a dose of weird for a reason, because it is very weird and all over the place. But the point is to try and, I don't know, maybe have a little fun, be lighthearted, but also maybe talk about some important stuff. So, fun mixture, right? Figure out that balance, which I have by no means figured out, but that's my pursuit. That is my noble pursuit. So, yeah, going to be on a boat, and I'm leaving to head to get on that boat Friday. So, I'm thinking... I might, you know what, I think Friday's going to be some undead notes. We're going to go way in the depths of my notes. If you don't know what that is, basically, last night at group, and if you're someone listening from group, you'll understand. I was like, here's my running note of all my podcast notes. And it literally took me like 15 seconds to scroll all the way to the bottom. Crazy. And then at the bottom, guess what, there's a ton that I still haven't done. So, Friday's going to be some undead notes. Recorded ahead of time, so you'll you'll have that. And then next week... You at least get in a Wednesday episode, and it's a wonderful story with my friend Dennis, who has an incredible story that is nothing short of miraculous. I mean, it's just miracle after miracle after miracle that, I mean, he's even here. He's even in the position that he's in, and I don't want to spoil too much, but it's great. So, definitely look forward to that. Look for it next Wednesday. But that's what we got going on, and then I'll be back the following week, we'll be back to normal, it'll be great, schedule will be real cool, and a little foreshadowing, going to be hopefully getting several more interviews recorded, uh, mainly Blessings Born Out of Tragedy, I, like, I don't know, I might shift it to Blessings Born from Tragedy. It's just a little shorter, you know, instead of Blessings Born Out of Tragedy, tell me what you think. Let me know which which one do you prefer? Because right now it's Blessing Born Out of Tragedy. And that's maybe too long, so Blessings Born from Tragedy? Or Blessings from Tragedy? That might be the best one, Blessings from Tragedy. Real short and sweet. Shorten it up a little bit. The more concise you can be with the title, the better. I think we all remember freshman English talking about, you want it to be eye-catching. That's my English teacher kind of talk like that. So that's my... If I ever think about an English teacher, that's that. This is the voice that I get. You know, you want your title to be intriguing and catchy and draw you in, but not be too long, nice and concise. And then you start, of course, with your introduction that ends with your thesis statement, which is the theme throughout your paper or essay. I almost feel like I'm talking like the alien guy from Men in Black when he, the farmer, you know, who gets is the alien water, salt. 
and you know his mouth out of his side. So that's what I'm talking to. Shout out to Mr. Goodwin. Actually, I have a great story about him in my newsletter. If you want to follow my weekly newsletter, that's another thing. If you follow my weekly newsletter, this week's last week's technically has not been sent out yet. And this week, I don't know how it's going to pan out. And then next week, I might be taking the, taking some time off. So, and we'll just do a big recap in two weeks. So crazy times, crazy, crazy times we live in though. But yeah, today shouldn't be anything too crazy. I say this every time. It's funny at group. Once again, if anyone from group is listening, you'll, you're, you're getting a repeat, but for those who aren't in the group, don't, it's the community group. But for those of you who aren't in the group, it was, it was pretty funny. Last night I was, there was a lot of podcast talk about my podcast and people are always kind of blown away. They're like almost 280 episodes. What? Like I, yeah, I've been doing this for a few years. Uh, I mean, it's it's real small, and I would love for it to grow, sure, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But there's a lot of podcast talk, and people are just blown away, and they're like, "Well, you know, what are you talking about? What are you doing? And how long are the episodes?" Was a classic one, and I was like, "Well, it varies. I always feel like I come in with not a lot of content, but I can talk about so much." One guy goes. Doing three episodes a week, you ever worried you're going to run out of stuff to talk about? And I said, look, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about just about anything. And, and, I can, and I can work through the ins and outs of it and take it to the ridiculous ends. Either all the ridiculous ends out of any topic. So, I mean, call it a challenge, but I really just call it being me. Letting, letting the brain waves flow, man. Not fighting them, just surfing them. Just surfing brainwaves, riding that lightning, and end up talking about some bullcrap for 40 minutes. <laughs> so maybe that's why it hasn't really grown, because who wants to listen to a, a Hanyak just rant and rave about silly nonsense stuff? So, okay, why don't we just go ahead and get into the business and figure things out and start talking about whatnot. So big news, big news. I officially am off the wait list and am on the platform known as Truth Social. I've referenced this a few episodes back, how I went ahead and was going to go check it out. My prediction was, I believe, that I thought it was going to be more or less like like Parler is, like Getter is. It's a Twitter knockoff. Now, I don't mean that in the negative sense. I mean that in the sense of, I think Twitter figured out a very good format and kind of set the standard and I don't see anything wrong with just making your version of Twitter, you know. And save, when it is a knockoff, save one big giant thing. Nonsensical, extremely vague, unequally applied community guidelines leading to censorship. That is the one big difference. And there's something, just like it's freeing when you make that last car payment and you no longer have a car payment on your car and you own it outright, it's totally different. You don't think, oh yeah, it won't be that different. It is totally different. When you step onto, virtually of course, step into a platform that essentially is the form, the same format you've always known, but that you know there won't be any kooky constraints. It is more or less based on the constraints of the law around free speech and whatnot and doing illegal things that you can speak freely there is something, it is different. You don't think it would be any different, but it is different. Now, the catch, of course, is that, well, background, if you don't know what it is, basically Trump, it's Trump's social media. And uh, I made a funny joke when I initially talked about it, how 
you know, oh, he's calling it truth because it's speaking the truth. No, he's calling it truth because it starts with a T and it's a giant T. And so essentially it's synonymous with Trump. He can just think of it as Trump, right? Because Trump wants his name on everything. That's how he made himself. It, the Trump Towers, every, Trump Hotel. It is Trump, okay? And it's, it's the absolute best. It's perfect. And so that's that's my thing is really that's probably what it's about. It's another another ego thing. It's not because ah oh, I'm gonna be a bastion of truth. It's more like truth starts with a T, Trump starts with a tree T, Trump is great, therefore truth is great. <laughs> and that's 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 my joke about it though. So hopefully you enjoy that a little bit. But and the and the other joke that I saw in the Babylon B is that he only <laughs> he's gonna just start wildly removing anti Trump sentiments. <laughs> anything that bashes him on the social media which funny joke hopefully it doesn't happen in reality because then it's no better than anything else so it's interesting though whole out is purple and it's very similar and everything is a play on the word truth so i'll send some screenshots but coolest thing about this and about new social medias you can get your exact username no extra underscores periods slashes numbers what have you? Weird capitalizations. I got the handle at Gus the Bus. No caps, no underscores, no numbers. I got that handle. You know how pumped I am about that? Awesome. And so you go through, I mean, it literally is like spitting image. You go through your feed. So the hilarious thing is instead of retweeting, you're retruthing. And view truth details. So when you you make a post, it's called the truth. You're you're posting a truth. Your truth. Or here you go. When you click like the the button to write a new tweet, essentially 500 character limit. It says compose truth, and then the, there's a big button that says truth. So you're dropping the truth. <laughs> I don't. It's it's kind of hokey and tacky, but I think it's funny. And I think it's what you got to do too when you when you build something because you can't call it a tweet, and it's boring to call it a post. So I like it. You're just having fun, play on words. It's got a good, pretty user, a pretty good user base right now, and so far, the least accounts I'm following, it's pretty fun. Now, the downside is it is basically a bastion. It is it's a clubhouse for conservatives right now. Really, that's what it is because the conservatives are the ones who are more worried about free speech because they more often than not unequally see censorship on across all the major big tech social media platforms as opposed to those on the other side of the aisle. And if you want to dispute that, that's fine. Come on, come at me, come on the podcast. We can have a serious discussion about it. It is very, the evidence is, is very clear though. That is unequally community guidelines are unequally imposed and not fairly imposed. And they are just that they are very, very vague and always changing. And it's, just a little precarious. I get you always, you have to update some stuff, but yeah, true social, go check it out. Maybe get on it and we can have some fun. And, uh, because that's the hardest thing about a new platform is like, I don't have my base of things that I follow. And so my feed is like the, of I, you know, I follow five people, five accounts right now. So it's just a flood of all that. And it can be hard. There's a bit of a barrier entry. If you like, you've established that following base, not people following me necessarily, but me, like all the, you know, getting the good mixture of accounts and things that I follow to build that good feed and timeline. So yeah, go check it out. Maybe it's your, it's your free, it's your, it's your space where you can speak freely uninhibited within the bounds of the law, but you don't have to worry about rampant censorship or saying the wrong thing or getting flagged as misinformation. No, no, no. 
just post freely. And so maybe maybe that's a fun place where we can just uh, we can interact and have some good banter. Maybe that's that's where the rambling. Maybe that's where the Hanya Accord needs to live. So at least go check it out. Funny thing is, my sister was also on the wait list. She was like two hundred and something thousandth. I was like four hundred and fifty thousandth on the wait list. Got my notification. And by the way, one annoying thing about that, I had nine push notifications from Truth Social, all identical. It's all the same thing, just sent back to 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 back, saying, "Hey, you're on here." And then I go to my email. I keep getting this email ding. I look at my email. I got ten emails of the exact same email. Over the course of, I think, about five minutes. So it's like, when if you're on the wait list, when they notify you, you better go and just make your profile real quick, because otherwise you're just... I wonder if I would have just let it keep going and not done anything all day, if I would have been able to... Like, how many notifications I would have been able to rack up. It, it was insane. It is insane. And ridiculous. But, yeah, so... If you if you're on it or if you're waitlisted, love to know your thoughts and feelings about it. Or just alternative media in general, right? Because I had a parlor at one point, never used it. It was annoying. It was just kind of this weird echoey chamber of all these conservatives being like, I can say this here. And I, when in actuality, I think it's just we need to treat it not as not given to the easy, low-hanging fruit. But also, if you find yourself maybe less of a staunch conservative, I'll say that I'll say that, or even, even, you know, left leaning. I, I think it's better for everyone to have a good mixture and get on there. And I want a good mixture. And because guess what? You can speak freely on there and you don't have to worry about it, but we still have the, the Titans of, in, of the tech industry and social media industry there, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So, of course, you know, I'm still going to use Twitter a lot because it's just more well-established, and that's kind of where the bulk of people are. So it's going to take time, but it is cool to see some, I think, legitimate competitors coming out. You know, for YouTube, you now have Rumble, which I think is growing and growing and growing. I don't really use it, so call me a Hanyak. And the same is true for, like, Gitter, but now maybe there's truth, and maybe I can use that more. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's worth checking out, though, at the end of the day. So on the note of talking about how former President Trump made his own social media finally, and I'm finally on it, so the Hanyak Horde can thrive. No, no, just kidding. Weird thought that is a part of today's episode. <clears throat> I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I was thinking, it hit me. I was just sitting there thinking, and I said, man, you know, if I if I ever in whatever universe, hypothetical, I found myself as the president, you know what I realized? I would not get to be President Gus. It would be President Olson, and I would then, I would from then on out really be known as President Olson and only be known as from my last name. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's kind of silly, and I mean, maybe, here. here's a thought that that someone said, I mentioned this at group, gave them a little preview of today's episode, so hopefully they're listening, but they, of course, started laughing before I even finished this phrase because it's a ridiculous thought. Welcome to my brain. And, but one person said, it was Caitlin, shout out to her. She said, she said, well, I mean, you're the president, so you could probably just tell him, call me President Gus. And I'm like, that's true. That's true. And I would, I might make an executive order about it since presidents now are so fond of the executive order. And I think running rampant and wild with using that to just really rule as a monarch when, and so I think that needs to be toned back on a personal level, but yeah, 
I because I like going by my first name. For instance, when I went over to my friend's house the other day, and you know now I'm 28, and so it's like I'm I'm in that wheelhouse, and they have their kids, and I was like I'm Gus, and they're like oh, we want them to call you Mr. Olson, and I was like, and literally in my mind, I, I had to hold back making a cringe face because I, I don't. It's just weird once you're old enough to where it's like you're a full-fledged adult, they're a full-fledged child, and, you know, all your parents' friends when you were a child was, you know, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, and that's what you call them, or doctor, and, you know, whatever. And so, but, but when it hits you and you're on the other side of that, it's weird. I'm like, I just want them to call me Gus. But I understand why they need to, you need to instill that gen you know, general respect for adults and you call them as such Mr. and Mrs. So it's weird being known as Mr. Olson. It also makes me think, do I regret not being a veterinarian? Because then I would have been Dr. Olson. You might say, well, what about being a medical doctor? Veterinarian is the only option if I'm going to go medical. And so, yeah, it's very weird. Do you have a fun story about the first time? Now, that's not the first time I've been called Mr. Olson, but it's one of the most notable. And that is that is what I'm known to them. Now, that being said, when it comes to nieces and nephews, Uncle Gus. That's what I am, okay? And, and that's what it's going to be. I, I was just thinking, maybe it should be Uncle Viking Bus, but that's just too much. Too much for a little kid. Uncle Gus. It's great. Yeah? So, and that's amongst family. But, yeah, amongst kids, you know? And I, I also thought, you know, if I was like... You realize that as an adult, when it comes to interacting with those younger than you and the older you get, you know, the more everyone else is younger than you. That's just, wow, basic knowledge. Look at me. Just dropping truth bombs. Is that people, the more you go by your last name in the, you know, in a formal way, you're Mr. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so or Dr. Or Mr. or President so-and-so. I don't think I like... I don't know. And I guess I'll just be the person... You call me it the first time out of respect. That I get it. And, and, I, and, I, and I very gladly accept that respect. But going to be, hey, call me Gus. Or if you feel the need to call me a mister, it's Mr. Gus. Feel, that also feels kind of weird. I don't know. Mr. O? I just... I don't know how I feel about it. There's a part of me that just... I don't like the formality. It's like, I'm just Gus, dude. I'm just a, I'm just a Hanyak over here. 300 episodes, almost on the verge of 300 episodes deep in my own podcast. Like, that's what, trying to learn the fiddle. Like, I'm just a dude, man. Or woman. Gal. Child. Person. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just another guy. But I get it. It's part of it, right? So, it's just so interesting. And now I'm old enough where all the adults in my life... I don't necessarily call them Mr. and Mrs. I say I'm old enough and adult enough to be able to call them by their first name. And that also feels weird, making that shift. So, I just don't even know. Uh, it, it, this is all stemmed from the thought of like, dang it, I'd be President Olson. And then even after I was President, it would still be, you know, former President. It would They still call you President because you are President. You've earned that title. And so it's still President Olson. Maybe President O. Maybe Poe. No, not Poe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what if I just had him call me President President Viking, <laughs> Mr. President, <laughs> President, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, introducing President Viking. <laughs> so stupid. Oh gosh, yeah. So, anyways, would you go by President 
insert your last name here? Or would you want it shifted, something different? Or if you're someone who mainly goes by a nickname, right? I don't know. I, w- I would be like, let's let's do this. President. I think President Gus would be great. And then I could tell people just call me Gus, please, because I'm just a normal guy. Yeah, cr- sure, I earned the President moniker, but that's whatever. I don't care that much. So, yeah, kind of sads me. The first name dies out as we get older in certain instances. And it just, it's just kind of funny to me. You know, is there no more respect than saying this is Mr. This is Mr. Dwight, to use my dad an example, or Dr. Dwight, sorry, which some people do call him. And it's like you're getting the doctor in there. You're getting the mister in there. So there's inherent respect. But, yeah, I guess whatever. Formally, you know, when you're maybe not super familiar with someone, it's a – they always say knowing someone on a first name basis, you know, it takes time. You have to build that. That means you you have built some kind of rapport and relationship with him. So just a weird thought for you, and you're welcome for wasting that much time. Hopefully this helped you kill some time. But uh, other note is, once again, the news keeps being kooky, and it's just too funny. So I don't even know where to begin on this. We'll just say this. I saw this yesterday and I said, wait a minute. I've got so many questions. So I'll just read the title. Take you through my thought process. Vagina Museum celebrates International Women's Day by honoring biological men, a.k.a. trans men. And so I know what you're thinking. Hold on a second. There's a vagina museum? Where is this? What does this entail? What's going? What? I don't know. A vagina museum? I don't think I want to... That's not, no, no, that's my first thought. It's just why? No, can we not? I don't care. I guess someone can make it, but I by no means ever want to visit. And apparently in Iceland, there's a penis museum. No, not just no. There's a reason they're called private parts. They're supposed to be private. Unless I'm going into the medical field or taking an anatomy class. I don't need to be going that in depth about on him and walking through a whole museum dedicated to it, the gynecology of it. No thanks. Well, if you missed it, which if you're a misogynist, chauvinistic guy like me, then of course you missed it because what does it matter to you? You're, the women in your life are busy, you know, doing womenly things, housekeeping. You know, they're, they're in their realm, the kitchen. So, all right, I welcome all the hate mail for, for making such the sex, all the sexist jokes there. On... <laughs> on the morrow from, that's not the right term, just following International Women's Day. You're welcome. No, I love all the women in my life and respect them greatly. So, okay, it's a British museum. Thank goodness. This is why we left that godforsaken empire. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad we declared freedom. Don't have to say that's my country. Woo, I was really worried it was in America. But anyways, long story short, they tweeted celebrating trans women. Which, if you follow this at all, trans women are biological men who identify as women. Of course, there's the catchphrase, trans women are women. Except that they're not. They have XY, not XX, that is ingrained in every part, every fiber of their being. And yes, they can treat themselves with hormones, and they can dress differently, present differently, and and even do surgery. But that does not change the biological fact. And the reason... I can prove to you that the people who say trans women are women don't believe it is because they still denote a trans woman. They don't just say, look at that woman. They say, that's a trans woman, right? This is a trans woman. And that's kind of the whole point. That's one of the treat response, 
but basically they do that. And this is of course the running joke that men are taking over women's sports, i.e. trans women like we see in swimming. And so, and, and now we see it here <laughs> on internet. The one day a year that is outright dedicated to women goes to, and the honor goes to men, men who are <laughs> transitioning to women. You might think this is insensitive, but I'm a firm believer in just trying to laugh and work through, work through a, a comedic lens and work through these issues. So yeah, let's dive into this story a little bit, right? A British museum, which bills itself as the world's first bricks and mortar museum dedicated to the gynecological anatomy. No, thank you. They decided to honor International Women's Day by focusing on biological men, tweeting proudly, this hashtag International Women's Day, we're going to talk about the trans women in history. So we're going to talk about all the dudes who, who thought they were women in history. So we're going to talk about some dudes. Good job, everybody. Way, way to really just undermine International Women's Day. I mean... Look, I made some sexist jokes, but at least I was still talking about women. At the end of the day, I was still making it about women. Y'all are talking about men's and men in dresses. So, and then of course this blew up on social media. They got a ton of backlash. So then they went on the defensive to try and justify it. We've turned replies off. Big move, <laughs> because we know some people would prefer these stories be erased in silence. Yeah, or they just prefer to call you out on your nonsense. And then they go into this long thread, apparently, and they say, we'll start with some house, housekeeping. And they basically just make this case that trans, trans women have always, have always existed, will always exist, and they've been a part of history. Apparently, there's some podcast where they talk about trans saints and gay Vikings. A gay Viking was a dead Viking. Look, I'm, I'm going to outright put that out there based on no actual historical knowledge outside of just how culturally the Vikings are being descended from the Vikings. I can guarantee you they are, they were, so you can go back in history and and at some point in time, more or less everyone was homophobic, transphobic, whatever you want to call it. Right. And the Vikings though, being the violent people that they were, you can guarantee the only gay Vikings were dead Vikings. You did not live very long outwardly being a gay Viking. And I mean, that's true across many societies, but let's just be real. So of course though, I'm, I'm interested to maybe go listen to this podcast just to see what they say and look into it for myself. And who knows my guess is because right now the bit, the big point about all this, the, the transgender movement is that in 150 years and they dig up your bones, they're going to look at your bones and be, they're not going to be able to see that this person identified as if this was a trans woman. They're going to say this was a man because that's what your DNA dictates. And that's, biology so um and they of course go in and tell you say you know gender has been constructed in various ways throughout history blah 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 but then of course there's some great repurl eyes about this there's uh kira on twitter says the irony don't erase and silence this discussion about erasing and silencing vaginas during international women's day hilarious right so that's that's of course their their tactic is when they got attacked for honoring men on international women's day they of course were like you're trying to erase and silence these stories it's like no you're the one erasing and silencing so classic spider-man pointing at spider-man meme and then this person who i kind of quoted paraphrased from you know was like that's the trans women are biological men that's why they're called trans women nothing says international women's day like talking about biological men oh so good And someone said, spoiler, men don't have vaginas, only women do. 
Why is the trans movement hijacking International Women's Day? Today is about biological women. Perhaps we should rename it International Biological Women's Day. Oh, good one. Really, though, the best way to describe this is erasing women on International Women's Day is peak wokeness, or have we not reached rock bottom? And this is this is coming full circle. This is when wokeness, when you outwoke yourself so hard that you actually, it's like it's it's like the anti-racist movement in a lot of ways, and and the the CRT movement in a lot of ways, or the people propagating CRT type ideals or or, or derivatives from it, like Ibram X. Kendi, who postulates literally and this is a quote from him and you can look it up yourself i'll see if i can find it and put it in the link to the description but he says the only way to fix to to recover from the discrimination in the past is to now discriminate the other way fight discrimination with discrimination and it's like hold on how about we try and eliminate discrimination and see everyone equally isn't not that the ideal and it's just like when you there's a there's a point where the circle of wokeness you woke so hard you get back to the bigotry that you would try to woke out of that you originally awoke from and that's what we see here too it's like you woke so hard international vagina museum you are now honoring you the the, the vagina museum which disgusting is honoring <laughs> is honoring those who do not have vaginas on a day dedicated to those who do have them. And I, I honestly personally hate when when you get into this discussion and people are like, so what would like makes you man? I, I'm not defined by my reproductive organ. It's like the reproductive organ is the most overt way. And the, the reproductive organs are, and the sex organs are the most overt way, but it's pointing to a fundamental biological difference. And so I... Tr- I, and, and it does get reduced to that too much, personally, I think, when you start talking about this. It's like, so just because I don't have a penis? And it's like, you're missing the point. I'm not saying, I'm not reducing it to just saying, you know, your sex organs totally determine it. That's an outward way that they determine it, but that is a sign of an inward fundamental difference, meaning XXXY, and that that is expressed, those two expressions are totally different. While they are equally equal in terms of both made in the image of God, but they are also in opposition, but simultaneously working together, two halves of one coin, basically the yin and the yang, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, that happened. That was wild. The news just keeps being hilarious and crazy. So I put the link to that article in the description below. You can tell me what you think of it. I think it's hilarious. And it just, the right is the people who have been opposed to a lot of the, the, the woke movements or parts of the woke movement saying, and especially to cancel culture is like, nobody's safe. If you propagate this, it's eventually going to eat its own. It's a snake eating its own tail. And that's what we're seeing here. Good job to the vagina museum, which you're disgusting, but so is the penis museum. Both are disgusting. I don't want either of those things. I do not want to go in a place that is just, it's all about this. No, no, (laughs) please. No. And I'm especially not going to pay money to do that, which I'm sure it costs, but yeah, I just, good job going be like, we support women. So here's a bunch of dudes who, who identify as women. Good job all around. Hats off to you. Way to erase women on International Women's Day. I Here, and here I thought I was going to open with some super sexist jokes talking about women belong in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. And you all did it. I was at least talking about women, albeit in a demeaning way. You, you however, just talking about dudes trying to take the place of women. So good job, but... All right, that might get me in some trouble, or you might not like me anymore, but I hope uh, you just understand that I'm obviously 
This is a joking manner here. But anyways, let's close it out with a hilarious story talking about highlighting me being an idiot. So today I'm taking my wife's car to get oil change and service and whatnot. And so today I told her last night and, and this morning we were talking. I said, hey, you take you take the truck, you take my car today to work so because I'm taking your car to get serviced. And we're getting up and leaving roughly about the same time. She leaves literally a couple minutes before me, but then I go to the gym. She goes to work. And from our door at the dungeon that we stay in, it's a nice basement. I just call it the dungeon. We you can see one of the cars. You can, you can see her car parks right there, but then, but then my, I park behind the shed or is blocked by the shed. So you can see whether her car is there or not. Well, I'm getting ready and, and I get up to the top and I'm walking, I'm like walking out to the car, open the door, her car's gone. And fortunately I was kind of hot on her heels. Sometimes it's like five or 10 minutes before I leave after like, I don't leave for five or 10 minutes after she does. Fortunately, it was like a minute and a half to most. I open the door and I'm like, what the heck? And this is 630 in the morning here. It's it's like 15 degrees and snowing. And I'm, I'm trying to get to the door. Doors open here. I just go, what? what? I'm still kind of tired. Well, I open my phone. And wife's name is Juliana. So it starts with a J. And she's typically really most of my calls in my recents. So I open my recents. And I just see Jay, and it's at the top, and I hit it. It was not my wife. It was, uh, it was, it was the travel agent for our cruise who I'd called yesterday to sort some things out. Whose name also starts with a J. Fortunately, she's an hour ahead of us, so it's not six thirty. It's seven thirty. Fortunately, she was awake. But I, I hear this, and you know, it actually sounded like she was. In the car, you know how someone you can tell someone's talking through their car Bluetooth because it just got more background noise. Sounds like they're far away. Well, that's what it was, and and I just hear, huh? And you know, I'm tired, and this is a pressing issue. You didn't take the truck; you took your car, and so I, I don't even say hello. She, you know, I hear it pick up, and I go, I go, you're supposed to take the truck, and I don't hear anything. I say, you're supposed to take. I say it like three times. <laughs> I hear her go, huh, a wrong number? And I just, and I look at my, and I go, what? And I go, hello, hello, hello? And then I pull my phone back and see it is not my wife. And I just hang up immediately and go, oh my gosh. She just got a call from me at 7.30 in the morning. And all she heard was me screaming, you're supposed to take the truck. You're supposed to take the truck. I couldn't believe it. Oh, man, what an amazing moment. Horrible moments like that, though, they make for great stories, and everything turned out okay. She was, and I was like, I just yelled at this poor woman at 7.30 in the morning about, and it's, and like, we've, I called her yesterday. So this isn't, this wasn't just random person I called, like maybe I've been calling like a dealership or the, or the, the service, the mechanic where I'm going to take the car to be serviced. This was a person that I'm about to be. I believe she's coming on the cruise with us. I'm about to see her be on a cruise with her for a week. And she has to deal with the fact that I just called her screaming. Wasn't screaming at all. Classic situation. People are like, Gus, stop yelling. I'm not yelling. This is not a yell. This is a three. If you want to hear me yell, I can yell. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to blow your eardrums or speakers here. But I can yell. Believe me. I've got some pipes. I come from a loud family. This is not a yell. 
you want to ever get me fired up, just tell me to stop yelling when I'm just talking intensely and, and, and I'll give it to you. That's what exactly what I said. Oh, this isn't yelling. This is a yell. I can yell. Here's a yell. And it's fun. It's a good time, right? You can push my buttons and really get me fired up. I had anger issues in my, in my early adolescence. If you can't tell, surprise, surprise, I've since coped with them. But of course, still have my triggers. Yeah. Well, then I immediately hang up, call my wife, and, and she, I don't even have time to say anything. She starts laughing. It was like, oh my gosh. And she literally asked me two minutes before she walked out the door. Taking the truck, right? And said, yes. And then she, she like clockwork, muscle memory kicks in. Boom. Gets in her car, starts going to work. It's like the when you're going somewhere different, but you're taking the same route that maybe so like it's maybe if I was going the same route that I would go to the gym, but I'm not going to the gym, but it's around the similar time, but I'm going somewhere else today. And then I end up at the gym and I'm like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Autopilot kicks in. I'm sure you've got some great stories about that. Would love to hear them. Please send them in, share them, voice memo, email, text, whatever you want to do. Want to hear some stories about the time your autopilot kicked in. Muscle memory kicked in and you went the complete wrong way. I mean, one time muscle memory conversation kicked in and I missed an exit by 40 miles and I was on a time crunch. That was fun. But all of a sudden I was like, I don't recognize this area. Oh crap, I missed my exit. (laughs) Of the same route I had taken a thousand times. But yeah, she just starts laughing as dying. She comes back and I get out there to go get in the car and she's literally dying laughing. My wife could not stop laughing, which made me feel good. I was like, that's the right type of response. This is the best response. Just laugh at it. Just laugh it off and just have a lot of fun with it. And I mean, laughter is very therapeutic and it's great. And that's why I always lean towards comedy and laughing at stuff. Like I had some great big laughs last night. People got my genuine hard laugh, which is a high pitch and sometimes explosive laugh. And I'm curious to know what they thought about it. Uh, I'm sure I have a funny laugh or a weird laugh now, and that's fine. I like having, I like being the guy with the distinct funny laugh that makes every, my laugh just makes everyone else laugh because then everyone's laughing and I don't care if you're laughing at me. We're all laughing together. It's a great time. So yeah, she's dying laughing. And then of course, travel agent immediately calls me back. Fortunately, wow. You want to talk about total blessing here. I guess her phone was Bluetooth to her headset and her headset wasn't on. That's why she sounded very far away and she couldn't hear me. She could maybe hear that I was talking or that she was on the phone. So I don't think she actually heard me yelling at her, but she calls me back and I go, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to call you this early. Here's what happened. And I explained it to her. She laughed, thought it was funny and was like, okay, talk to you later. So she was a good sport about it. Everyone was a good sport all around. It made for a great big laugh at 6:30 in the morning. What a way to start our day. And Hopefully this has provided you with a little men's little men's day, little midday Wednesday hump day. Remember those commercials? I used to post on Snapchat every hump day and try and draw weird uh, hump day hats that were a pun. They were I'm a horrible horrible artist, so they were it was like a two year old drum, but I was twenty. But maybe that provided a little joy for you, and I would love to hear. What stories do you have like that? Some goofball stories where you maybe called the wrong person and started just talking away. That's and that's always the time. It's never the time where you call and you're like, "Hey, what's up?" and you and you have that moment of, where you have that insulator on the front end, that like real quick small talk or, or confirmation you're talking to the right person, but that you just as soon as they pick up, you start, "Hey, so I need you to blah 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 do this, do that, and go there." And they're like, "Uh, I think you have the wrong number. I'm taking a nap. This is the wrong person." So what kind of wrong number stories do you have or muscle memory stories where maybe you were trying to drive somewhere and you ended up driving the complete wrong way or you 
Have you ever driven to school on an off day just because you happen to be on the same route and your autopilot kicks in, you end up at school and you're like, I was trying to go to the bowling alley or my friend's house. That has happened to me a couple times back in the Dizay. It it was pretty great. So, And here we are, folks, 40 minutes deep. What did I tell you? It's going to be short and quick. It's going to be no problem. And then like clockwork, we ride that lightning and we ride it hard. And you got all this ridiculous stuff. So let me know if I fitted you with all my trans talk and uh, sexist talk. but Because I would just tell you, you need to lighten up and laugh more. But anyways, we're going to close it out here. That does it for this Wednesday Dose of Weird. Going to be out of town next week. You're most, I'm, I'm going to set expectations. You're only getting one episode next week. If you get more than that, congratulations. That means I've done some good. I've done something right for once. But I imagine they will be shorter because they'll be pre-recording. Or, I don't know, I might harken back to some classic episodes. Look back on some classic episodes. Maybe, I kind of want to go back to the Road Rage Philosopher. And that's a that's an oldie but a goodie when I restarted the podcast for what I would call the second iteration. And then now we're in the third iteration, meaning there's a couple big gaps where I took breaks and kind of shifted gears a little bit. So that's a good one. But might do that. Might just do some throwbacks and some classics friday though is is going to be your last dose of weird for this week and then you're going to get that blessing from tragedy um episode with dennis go listen to it get your i almost say napkins only (laughs) only broke college kids use napkins because first of all this is the first time i bought tissues when we moved to denver first time i bought tissues in like probably close to a decade i've just settled for paper towels and napkins or sometimes receipts (laughs) When you don't have anything on hand. Uh, raise your hand if you've used a receipt every <laughs> Like in your car, sneeze, and you got some snot, and you don't have anything. And you just have that McDonald's receipt. And you just kind of use it. It's not great. <laughs> but if you've got some snot or a boogie hanging, it works. Better than hanging from your nose or in your mustache. or like I, I, I have some serious boogies, okay? This, this sniffer produces some substance it's not like little dainty little thing oh just a little tiny bit of clear snot i can wipe it on the inside no if i wipe it on my shirt it's gonna be like it's gonna be gross and noticeable and maybe leave a stain on my shirt and get crusted into my shirt and so i don't need a booger infested shirt it's gonna be like the underside of a desk at schools where kids just shove their gum on it and then after years and years it's just this gum ridden bottom that's gonna be my shirt so yeah (laughs) had to settle for some receipts before it's been a time and a half. Have you ever had to settle? But I don't even remember where I was going with that. Something about wiping your nose and blowing your nose. Wow. Lost it. Totally lost it. So, oh, get your tissues ready. Or receipts. <laughs> because it is a tearjerker. If I was a crying person, uh, I mean, I thought, there were moments where I thought, Wow, if I was a crier, I would probably be tearing up, maybe actively crying right now because Dennis is such a powerful story. And on that note, if you have a story that you would like to tell, and it doesn't have to be super deep and powerful, but really what I'm looking to is just to to make it more known and prevalent that we all have struggles that we're working through no matter how big or small, and they are all serious and important to us. And then, yes, we can get through them because we're all working through struggles, and I want to be a reminder, be an encouragement, be an uplifter, and a lot of people you might find have gone through the same or very similar struggles to you. 
And so I want to find encouragement there. So he's got a really powerful story. Got some others lined up. So hit me up if you have a blessings from tragedy story that you would like to share on the podcast. That's going to be a prevalent series and a prevalent voice here. Who knows? The whole podcast might shift to that. But also, if you want to jump in with the book I'm reading this month, it is Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. The best summation I can have of it so far and will probably be my main point is it's a therapy session from Jordan Peterson in the form of a book. That's really what I'm getting. I'm like, I feel like I'm going through therapy here. So, and a lesson on how to then carry out said therapy session on yourself to improve your life. So it's an amazing book so far. There's nary a page gone by that has not had underlining stars, brackets. Sometimes I make brackets when it's like four lines. I'm like, that's too much underlining. I'm going to end up crossing out. Uh, I'm, I don't, I, I'm not a good underliner. And so I just, I'll make brackets around it. A section if it's too long but if it's just like one line I'll underline it so and then I'll star a whole if it's just like the whole paragraph sometimes I'm going through like I need to underline this and next sentence on that sentence and that pretty soon it's a whole paragraph I'm just gonna star this paragraph because that's all we got so yeah that's what I'm reading though and if you want to get my review and, and more of my book breakdown on the carnivore code go check it out it's a few episodes back or the one from january which was how not to read the bible an amazing breakdown contextual attacking all the common criticisms or supposed shortcomings that we see of the bible and all the hard topics that you find in the bible great explanation dan kimball does an amazing job breaking it down and helps us understand that really it all stems from a a shallow understanding of the bible and once you dig into the context of everything it all becomes clear that God is good and has always been seeking, instilling things to improve upon our humanity and to make us more humane and be better to our fellow man who was made in his image. So very powerful stuff, but got a lot going on. I'll be on a boat next week, so you won't hear from me. I may not even make, be able to make a social post because apparently crews, you have to pay for the... Okay, in the day and age of Wi-Fi, all airplanes should have it. All cruise ships should have it. All hotels obviously already have like these. Inst- they they should just be built in. I'm paying you hundreds of dollars to go on this ship. I should not have to pay you like eight dollars a day for some basic Wi-Fi. They call it Vroom or whatever. So you ha- it is stupidly expensive, and so I'm not going to pay for it. And I don't. And I'm going to be out in the middle of the ocean. So yeah, no cell phone towers, no service. So I'm be off the grid. So you won't see the post about it. So go follow us on whatever podcast platform so that new episode will show up in your feed. But it should be to episode 282 or 283. Just depends on how this week pans out or how if I crank other episodes out next week. But it's blessing from tragedy. I can't promote enough. It's an amazing. I think it's arguably one of my best episodes to date. And it's and I talk very little. And that's what makes it a great episode because you're getting to hear someone's story. It's an incredible story. Dennis, shout out to you, my dude. So, all right, that is way more than enough for this Norwegian goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this, please subscribe. Go leave a five star review, which you can do on Spotify now too. If you listen on Spotify, and that's all I, I share through Spotify because that's my listening platform. But I'm wherever you find podcasts. If you want to see me liver, go check out the Instagram page or go to the YouTube page, Ramley Viking Podcast. Post that video there of me eating raw liver. It is horrible. If you want to be entertained by someone who eats a bunch of liver, the Liver King is your man. If you want to go get your Rambling Viking or Hanyak Horde or Ride the Lightning stickers, follow the link on the website to the Mead Hall. That is my shop on Redbubble where I've made some stickers. Get your very own sticker. If you're worried about spending a couple bucks, saying, ah, sorry, it's just not in the budget, let me know. I will buy and 
and ship you a sticker. Because it's more about, I just want people to be able to have their stickers for a podcast they like and be able to spread the word and the support. And so I'm willing to do that for you. Foot that bill. It's not about making money. It's about making the community. So please send in any and all thoughts on anything and everything today. Any fun stories. And uh, thank you so much for being part of the Hanyak Horde. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. You don't know what a Hanyak is? Figure it out. There's an episode where I explain all that. I might go link to it where I explain all my nomenclature used here in my, in my vernacular. The, the, the rambling Viking vocabulary. Maybe I should do another one where I, where I re-break it down because I have a feeling I'm going to have some more new listeners. So I might do that. Good ideas, right? Please, I want to build this community out. So send in your thoughts and ideas. Take the time, whether it's an email, a DM, a text message, or a quick voice memo. We'll, we'll play it. If you want to read through 12 Rules for Life, I highly encourage it. Or you can wait for my book breakdown at the end of the month. But... We will see you here Friday and then next week, but technically I won't be me. And so I'll see you in two weeks. And to be, to recap my first ever cruise and whether I think it's a viable option, whether I think it's a good vacation option of something I might do again. Do you like cruises? Are you pro cruise or anti cruise? Let me know how you feel about them. Bill Burr has a hilarious bid on cruises. You should go look it up. He's very anti cruise and he, and he has formulated a great bid on it. But anyways, that's more than enough. Thank you so much for listening, being part of the Hanyak Horde. We'll see you right back here Friday for your last dose of weird this week. Before I'm on a boat, this is your head Hanyak signing and sailing off. <laughs>